Wake up, West Georgia. It's time for the podcast powered by coffee and Mountain Dew. The Morning Five with Bryce Sparling and Billy Lindahl. Good morning, West Georgia. Welcome into the Morning Five podcast. Today is Monday, November 14th. And as always, it is brought to you by the Perian Lawyers. Nobody wakes up thinking, man, I hope I'd hire a lawyer today. But hey, life happens. Don't call one of those big law firms with overused slogans and thousands of billboards. We have a top-notch law firm right here in West Georgia. The Perrion Lawyers with offices in Carrollton and Bremen. Personal injury, workman's comp, and everything in between. Find them at callcadenow.com. That's C-A-L-L-C-A-D-E-N-O-W.com. Local lawyers, catchy slogans, a few billboards, big results. Billy, today we are 41 days away from Christmas. Let's go. Let's hyped. go, man. Super hyped. I started on the outdoor Christmas decorations yesterday, doing some painting. I'm making some uh, uh, little custom nutcrackers outside with, with buckets. So I started painting those and getting everything set up for all the uh, exterior Christmas decorations we put out. Nice. I, I actually went to Home Depot uh, over the weekend and... Uh, just to replace something with our tub and man i walked into home depot and it's it's just all christmas right now and i'm like oh oh, i need to get out of here before i spend my entire paycheck on on christmas decorations yeah i am not allowed to go to home depot or lowe's uh unattended uh this time of year (laughs) Um, i have to have a chaperone you know lowe's home depot Especially, what do you? What's the at home? Is that the big place over by Tops in Douglasville? Is that what's called at home? I think. I think so. Yeah. They have. That's where I got my uh, Jack or my um, Frosty last year. My like thirty foot Frosty, and they have some. They always have a fantastic inflatable. So yeah, I'm not allowed to go to any of those places without a chaperone until the end of the year. Uh, today it's also National Pickle Day. You a pickle fan? Yeah, I'm a big pickle fan. I like pickles. That's like my go-to snack, honestly. We always have three or four giant jars of pickles in our refrigerator, and that is always my go-to snack, 24-7. Go up there, grab a couple pickles, and it's great because there's like no calories in pickles, and they're delicious. And I love pickle juice so much. After I run, I'll go up there and take a swig of pickle juice. Yeah, pickles are fantastic. And and some of them, just the different varieties of pickles, too, are really good. There's a lot. Yeah, there's a ton. There, we, get the, uh, we get the spicy ones, too, sometimes. They're pretty good. They're called, like... Uh, Something chips. I forget what they're called. They're really good, though. Uh, National Spicy Guacamole Day. Are you in on that one? I'll pass. Now, are I'm you not- a fan of guacamole? I know you don't like spicy stuff. No, I'm not a fan of guac. So Wow, okay. Yeah. Um, there, There's always a fight around our house when Emily makes her homemade guac. Um, it usually ends in uh, wrestling and fists being thrown because we, we fight over who gets to eat it. It's uh, it's fantastic. I'm a huge fan of guacamole. Like that's my, honestly, that's my favorite thing to put on a chip. Like any type yeah. of dip to put on a chip is guacamole. Okay. Yeah, fantastic. Billy, this weekend, UGA, they didn't have much trouble with Mississippi State. Beat them 45 to 19 out in Starksville. Early on in the game, I think Mississippi State fans and Mississippi State probably as a whole had a little bit more faith in their team. Uh, we were watching it, and, and sort of what's bit UGA in the butt a lot in games where they haven't dominated sort of bit them in the butt again this weekend. Uh, it's the turnovers. That's in through two interceptions and had a fumble. Uh, so, I mean, going into halftime, it was 17-12. Uh, 
it was a game. And yeah. Coming coming out of halftime, man. I don't I don't know what Kirby said at halftime or if he said anything. I don't know. But Georgia played better in the second half. Absolutely dominated them. Outscored them twenty eight to seven, and showed why they remain the number one team in the country and probably the betting favorite to repeat as national champions. Yeah, they they showed why Georgia is Georgia, and um, it was really impressive to see what they did in the second half. The first half, I mean, it just Mississippi just State just made it the game, and Georgia. Well, no, let me take that back. Mississippi didn't make it a game georgia made it a game because yeah. the mistakes that georgia made so yep. um i think georgia georgia has those moments this year and has had those moments uh against mississippi state they had those moments against kent state missouri that kind of thing but in the end they pull it out and make sure that it they prove to everyone who they are and I think the only team right now in college football that can beat Georgia is Georgia. I, I don't think anybody else is good enough to beat them. If Georgia plays a perfect game, or not even a perfect game, just a near perfect game, I, I don't I don't think there's anybody in college football right now that can beat them, honestly. Uh, Stetson Bennett with 25 for 37, 289 yards, three tubs, the two interceptions and one fumble I mentioned. Lad McConkey, dude, had himself a third quarter. Six touches, 141 yards, and two tuds. He Good averaged twenty three point five yards per touch in the third quarter. Good lord, that's just unreal. Absolutely dominant. I want to say that that's more yards than anybody else on Mississippi State had from scrimmage. Yes, that is that is more yards. So Lad McConkey in the third quarter had more yards than anybody from Mississippi State had from scrimmage, other than Will Rogers, the quarterback. But as far as rushing and receiving goes. Lad McConkey had more than any individual on Mississippi State's team just in the third quarter. That's just unreal, insane. man. Absolutely insane. And McConkey is a sophomore, right? Uh, believe yes. Yeah. True sophomore. True sophomore. So him and Brock Bowers will be back next year. Eminem, as I like to call the backfield for UGA, Milton and McIntosh combined for 82 yards, rushing on 18 carries and a tud. That's solid. That's very solid. And when you include in Lad McConkey's 70-yard run, uh, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. I mean, they average for a little under seven yards per carry, I believe, um, in a game that it's not like it, you needed a ground-and-pound game against Mississippi State. So that's good. And the tight ends of terror, Washington and Bowers, they combined for 101 yards on 10 receivings and two tuds. I mean, UGA's tight end room continues to be the best tight end room in the entire country no argument zero argument here honestly it's it's been really impressive to see uh darnell washington look like a man among boys uh this weekend uh brock brock bowers i believe he caught the first touchdown of the game didn't he yes for uh, georgia so it's those two are ridiculous and you know those are awesome for any quarterback let alone a uh you know a returning national champion and uga's defense they held mississippi state to under 50 yards rushing i i don't how do you do that like uh, you know it's uh, not like will rogers had a million passing yards he had 261 which is below his season average if under 50 yards rushing total team that's nuts man yeah that is 
And, so, and with the win, Georgia uh, clinches the SEC East and yes. uh, will be playing in Atlanta. And they actually have their opponent. They will That's be right. playing the LSU Tigers. The old the old LSU Tigers. They uh, I was watching an interview with a lot of um, uh, store owners and stuff down sta- downtown in Atlanta. Yeah. And they were talking about, like, what's the best case scenario for who comes to the SEC to face Georgia? Like, for money-wise, everything, like, what's the best case scenario? LSU. LSU was everybody's answer. They said LSU fans make the restaurants and bars and everything more money than any of the other fan bases that yeah. come from the West. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, so I'm hyped for that game. I don't know if LSU is going to have anything for Georgia. I think it might be a competitive first half. Um, but once we get there, we'll break down that game pretty in depth, and I'm I'm hyped for that game, honestly, to see to see if LSU has anything for Florida or for for, for Georgia. <laughs> uh, the Hawks fell to the 76ers this weekend, one twenty one to one hundred nine. The interior defense was absolutely ridiculously awful. Uh, Joel Embiid ate up Clint Capella and Nyeka Kongwu for dinner. Trey had twenty seven points, eleven assists. Had a Trey game. Uh, Murray, 23 points, eight boards, seven assists. Looked great. Clint Capella continues to look good offensively. 17, or excuse me, 14 points, 15 rebounds. I'll take that every day, all day, you know. But you've got to play a lot better defense than what CC and OO did, um, you know, down low. The bench combined yeah. for a total of 24 points in 50 minutes. Oh, geez, dude. That's. I mean, the the interior defense being bad this weekend. Joel Embiid. So I'm not going to make too much of it. I, I, we we've dominated the 76ers and Embiid in the playoffs before, so right. I, I know I know we can do it again. I'm not going to make too much of that. It, it is what it is. It's a long season. We're going to have lapses in defense on the interior, but the bench, man, 24 points in 50 minutes. Like, what? What are we doing? We've got, to get, bit, we've got to get more bench points. We've got to get more bench production. Yeah, it continues to underwhelm. And hopefully Bogey will be back as, as quickly as humanly possible because it's it's been downright awful. I it mean, has. it's been terrible. I'm trying to see if we have any Bogey news um, uh, no. other than he won't play tonight. Oh, man. We really need him to come back. We really need him to come back. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's just, that's awful. That's terrible. Losing, losing a game sucks, but, you know, the bench production, it, it is what it is. I guess the only positives, DeJounte Murray, Trey Young, they had Trey Young, DeJounte Murray games, and Capella looked good on offense. Yeah. Yeah. Capella still continues to look good on offense. Hawks will play the Bucks tonight at uh, 8 o'clock in, in Milwaukee. This has been a big stretch of games, man. Or as they like to say, Milwaukee. Milwaukee. That's the French version, right? Uh, Sure. We'll go French. <laughs> Billy, we have some all-region high school softball accolades yeah, we to do. get to. Uh, the only the only schools right now that we don't have, um, Central, Harrelson County, and Temple, I believe, are the three. I, and I know some of those, I know those teams have some girls that made all-region. They just either A, haven't released it, or B, I wasn't able to find it. Um, so I was kind of joking with her, her County. I said, when they said the they're releasing their all-region team, I said, what is it, just the entire roster? Is, yeah, is, you know, Central said that they've got theirs. They're going to they're gonna announce it uh, at their uh, banquet that they have. When's, when's that? I 
don't know. Okay. Okay. Uh, but that's that's what I got told. So I, I'm assuming Central is going to sort of be like her county. It's just the entire roster. Like just boop, there it is. Everybody made lot, everybody made yeah. all, all 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 region. <laughs> when you make it, uh, what were they? Two games away from winning state. Central was. Yeah. Yeah. When you make it that far, you're going to have a lot of all region girls. But let's get to uh, the list that we do have for Bowden first team: uh, Caroline Huggins, Gabby Stone, Cipher. Carly Whitman, Sydney Lowen, and Allie Bowman all made first team all region for Bowden. Second team, Mary, and T- Mary Ellen Thompson, Naomi Kent, Michaela Nunn, Jazzy Gibbs, and Kate Robinson were the second teamers for Bowden. Freeman has the first team, Hallie Duke, Zoe Cook, Mandy Reinhardt, and Ansley Agan. Those were all first team players. Second team players, Ava Coggins, Peyton Gerald, and Alyssa Matthews. Um, was for second team for the Carrollton Lady Trojans first team all region Olivia Mason Emma Osborne Kayla Phillips Kyla Harley Audrey Lassiter Amari Johnson McKenna Goodman and then second team all region Savannah Nicholson and Maria Daniel in Heard County the player of the year was Aubrey Usury pitcher of the year Lily Ray Fulford first team players Chastity Cates Hannah Wright Braley Watkins uh, Kaylee Blair, Haley Tony, the second team players, uh, McKinley Laster, Anna Bryce, and then uh, Taylor Bailey. And then out in Mount Zion, the first team all region, Dalen Woods, Aliyah Phillips, Addison Korn, and Chelsea Hogsett. And then second team all region from Mount Zion, Emily Bird, Kaylee Leopard, and Cami Turner. In Villarica, the region 5, 5A Coach of the Year was Cody Skinner. Player of the Year, Tori Wofford. Offensive Player of the Year, Emily Scarra. Pitcher of the Year, uh, excuse me, this is first team all-region, Tori Wofford. Addie Orr. uh, Emily Scarra. Maddie McGuire, uh, excuse me, and then Maddie McGuire, second team. Aubrey Kirst, second team. Emma Seymour, second team. Uh, Taylor Lovingood. Olivia Wooten, uh, excuse me, Taylor Lovingood's honorable mention for the region. Olivia Wooten's first team. I'm I'm going through these pictures that were sent to me, so it's a little <laughs> bit out of order. My bad. Uh, Emily Farrow was first team all region, and that's that's it for Villarica. That's awesome. And we'll get we'll get Central Harrison County and Temple. Um, Centrals will get when they have their banquet. Harrison County and Temple. Hopefully, they'll release something here soon about the girls that made all region. Because I know I know all three of those teams had a bunch of all region girls. Yeah, let's get to the Marine South scoreboard, shall we? Let's do it. On Friday, college basketball, UW falls to Rollins. The girls do 66-49. to 49. In football, Hard County beats Bryan County 27-16. to 16. They move on Ooh. and had a, had a really good game. They played very, very well. Love that down there for uh, Shane Lasser and his boys. Man, that's great. Yeah. Bowden beats Aquinas. You got to see this game 42-14. to 14. They pretty much dominated the entire game. Pardon my French, but that was an ass whipping. That was <laughs> Bowden, Bowden scored on every single offensive possession, but two. And one of them, the reason they didn't score, it was a miscommunication between McNeil and the center and the ball went over their head uh, and they recovered it, but it backed them up. It ended up being like second and 35 or something. So they had a punt on that one. And then the other time they didn't score, um, they had Beasley in at quarterback, and there was maybe two and a half, three minutes left in the game. 
Uh, and they just fumbled the, the exchange to the running back, and uh, uh, Aquinas got it, or Aquinas got it. So other than those two drives, Bowden scored on every single offensive possession. And I, I dude, the speed and the size of Bowden's offensive and defensive line and the fact that T.J. Harvison is a ready-made college product, they are going to be a problem in single A, and I don't foresee them having an issue with any opponent they play until they meet Schley County in the championship. Okay. Uh, I think Casey was mentioning on Friday uh, somewhere, somebody else. Hang on, let me pull that up real quick. Yeah, he was, we actually, we talked for a little while on Friday about who he thought was going to challenge Bowden. I don't I don't think they're going to get challenged until they meet Schley County in the championship. Charleston right? County? Um, maybe That's who he was talking about. Yeah, Charles He thinks Charleston Counties, which is the the one seed out of Region Two that he thinks that will end up being um, challenged in Bowden, and it depends on the coin flip. On he thinks it'll depend on the coin flip on who wins that game. And I, I think that might be the same issue with um, the next round after Bowden wins this Friday. Uh, because they have, they can early go to county. early county, yeah. Which I mean, that's not terribly close. No. Uh, Washington Wilkes beats Mount Zion thirty-five fourteen. Mount Zion's season unfortunately comes to an end. Uh, had a great season though, man. Um, they did absolutely and they fought through so much, so many injuries, and still made the two seed in the playoffs and hosted a playoff game. So, and if that's a, if that's a healthy Mount Zion team. I think they beat Washington Wilkes, man. I do too. Yeah, I really do. Central beats Madison County 35 to seven. You want to talk about uh, an absolute ass whooping, man. Central did what they were supposed to do. Um, Apparently. And, you know, defensively, you know, we, we always give our friend Nathan Horsley crap about, we would never do that. (laughs) (laughs) From what I understand, the only reason that Madison County scored was because Central gave them a short field because of a pick. Hey, it happens. That's so, that's a good that's a good one touchdown to give up is a short field interception touchdown. Yeah. Everything I, else was all central offense and defense all night. Out of all the teams that won this weekend in the first round of the playoffs for our, you know, our, our high schools, I, I think Central was the one that I'm most jacked about. Because it was the one I was most not sure about. I, I've, I've said this all year. Central, for a lot of the year, has been the sum has been less than the sum of its parts, and they have a ton of talented guys on there. Bowden has been Bowden, and we know what Bowden has. Her County is ahead of schedule. They have a young team, but Coach Lasseter down there has them playing really well. Carrollton, who we'll get to in a little bit, is a world beater right now. Central has a very talented roster. A roster that you know I don't know if they can. I don't know if they can win state, but I think they can compete and get in the second, third, fourth round. And and it seems like everything is coming together at the right time. And it seemed like it happened, what, two, three weeks ago. Who, who was the big opponent that they beat a couple weeks ago? Was it Heritage? Which one? Remember? Uh, it was uh, No, it was North, Northwest Whitfield. That's yeah. who it was. Yeah, at that Northwest Whitfield game, I felt like everything started falling into place for Central. And ever since then, man, They've looked really good. Other than that 23, they gave up the heritage in the last game of the season. We've got to figure out what, what Horsley's doing there. Um, oh, but, it, uh, <laughs> from what I understand, and I, I talked to Nathan about this, 
after giving up the first, like the opening drive to Southwest Whitfield, and they drove down and scored, a Central has woken up and been the Central that they were at the very beginning of the season. Not only have they been good time to wake up. Yeah, if you look at the if if you look at what Central has scored since then, since then they've scored. 51, 35, 35, and 35. They're averaging more than five touchdowns a game. That's pretty good. And that's, that's very, that's very good. Exactly what you need to see going into the playoffs. And uh, we will be, or I will be there. I will uh, go be at Holy Innocence this Friday. Oh, call the game. oh we don't? You're going to be at the Holy Innocence Central game. We just don't know where you're going to be. Oh, it's at Riverwood. Oh, is it? Okay. Yes. Yeah, I saw. I have no idea where the hell I saw that, but it is at. <laughs> I, it, I don't know. I don't know how that's in my brain. I saw it somewhere. Um, it's at Riverwood High School, which is like right across the street from Holy Innocence, which is good because I was terrified to go to Holy Innocence because I'm still recovering from the first degree burns I got at St. Francis. Yeah. Um, yeah so, you only, you're only supposed to go to a church uh, like twice a year. Dude, I, I, I'm a cheaster, man. I can only go twice a year. If I go any more than that, my, my body starts to decompose and catch on fire and crumble. It's terrifying. All right. Uh, wrestling, the Villa girls headed to the ALX girls scramble. They they wrestled on Friday. Uh, we don't have any um, I results think they or anything. Four to one, but I don't know why. I don't know why that's in my head. I think they won four to one. One of the Villa wrestling opponents this weekend i don't remember if it was boys or girls one four to one i don't remember if it was boys or girls but one of the villarica teams won four to one wrestling this weekend okay uh on saturday in college football uwg beats north greenville 43 to 36 and then gets absolutely hosed by the ncaa and not um was not allowed into the ncaa playoffs yeah, what what happened there, Billy? I, I saw I sort of saw a post. I hadn't I hadn't read through it all, but I, I saw they won, and then I saw they didn't get into the playoffs. Why? Do you know why? What happened? Host. I don't know. It's an NCAA. It with with the Division two, they have they have a like a committee that looks at at the playoffs, and we'll see the playoffs. They gave a team that had a worse record than. Um, um, then UW and put them in and against UW who has had game after game after game after game against top 10 opponents and they still came out against uh, as an 8-2 and two record it's it's just horrible for UWG Eight that four. sucks man yeah, yeah that's ridiculous uh, in high school football Continuing into the on, in the Saturday, Bremen falls to Cedar Grove, forty-eight to seven. Um, still a hell of a season for Bremen, uh, honestly. Uh, and we're trying to we were balls. we were seeing text messages between uh, Coach Rooster Russell, and from what I understand, they had like over twenty D one athletes on that Cedar Grove team, and seventeen of their twenty-two starters all are D one commits. That's stupid. Yeah, that's that's, that's stupid. absurd. <laughs> That's absurd, man. Carrollton beats Lowndes 38-14, and you got to see this game as well. Yeah, um, in the first half, Carrollton looked like world beaters. I thought they were going to beat them 56 to nothing. Uh, and then Bryce Hicks got a, a bit of an injury. It was to his right arm, 
And man, after after Bryce Hicks went out, you know, we've kind of said this all year that Carrollton offense goes as Bryce Hicks goes. Um, so once once he went out, that Carrollton offense didn't have a good flow. Uh, Juju just looked a bit unsettled. Had some good throws, had some very good throws, but just he looked he made some freshman mistakes, and that's going to happen. Uh, but the the big thing for me was Carrollton's defense, dude. Seven of those fourteen that were scored um, were on a kickoff return that Carrollton just didn't cover well enough. And after the coaches got the kids on the sideline for the after that kickoff, um, they allowed maybe 15 yards of kickoff return yardage the rest of the game. Uh, so a, a good ass chewing got them on schedule. So the defense really only gave up seven, and that one touchdown the defense gave was just it was a broken coverage play. No one was guarding them. So the Villarica, or excuse me, the Carrollton. The speed of Carrollton's defense is crazy, but they are very undersized. So I think once they get later on the 7A playoffs, it's, it's going to be tough for that defense to get home. Uh, but they do have the speed, man. They have the speed and the athletes to hang with anybody. Yeah, they would have they would match up with Buford. Not this round. Next round. Yeah, they got Marietta this week. Yeah. Um, I, I haven't seen Buford play, um, but, uh, but that's not going to be a good matchup in my opinion. We'll break down uh, all of the games probably. Yeah. Let's say Wednesday. Yeah, um, we we will have we will have an entire podcast focus or not an entire podcast, but one of the podcasts this week will be focused on just breaking down the four teams we have left in the playoffs. Uh, college basketball: UWG falls to Palm Beach Atlantic in the GSC SSC Challenge, seventy to sixty-five. That's for the boys. The girls also fall to Tampa on Saturday, 69 to 55 on the stump at games and events calendar tonight. Girls basketball, high school basketball temple Let's at go. rock Mart is a scrimmage at six Mount Zion at Atlanta symphony orchestra uh, at six o'clock. Um, I wish I had, a, I wish I had symphony music to play right there. I'm going to put that in. I'm going to put like violins in so we can play it when we play <laughs> Atlanta symphony orchestra. The boys basketball temple is at rock Mart for a scrimmage as well at seven 30. So that's man. I wish the games were calendar. close. Yeah. Dang it. We need these games to be close. I want to go watch some high school basketball. I'm ready. We'll have Bill, you ready for another, ready for another cup of coffee. Oh, Speaking dude, of ready, I have no idea. Let's hit up another cup of coffee brought to you by realtor Hannah Strawn with Robert Goolsby Real Estate Group. Uh, the Colts win yesterday, Billy, oh. with the combo of debuting coach Jeff Saturday, who's never coached a single anything in his entire life in the NFL, and returning Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan played quarterback yesterday for the Colts. Big wins. So are more NFL teams now likely to sign coaches who have never coached in the NFL? Is that going to be a trend we see now? No. God, no. <laughs> Uh, it, it's probably, you know, I'm I'm happy for the Colts and and for Matt Ryan for getting back out there, and I think uh, Jeff Saturday just had a good good weekend. So it's you know as much crap as every single person in the media has given the Colts for <laughs> hiring Jeff Saturday. I mean, everybody, everybody is hating on him, including. Coaches in the media uh, on Bill Cower. Bill Cower was very uh, vocal about this. I, you know what? It was good win for the Colts. I, I'm stoked. He's going to be on Pat McAfee later today. Um, how good do you think Jeff Saturday and uh, Jim Irsay feel this morning after that win? Oh, they feel fantastic. Uh, unfortunately for the Colts, it doesn't get any easier. They got Philadelphia this week. 
Then they have Pittsburgh next week. Then they have Dallas, who apparently sucks. And then they have Minnesota. So it's going to be a uh, it's going to be an uphill battle. But we'll see what Jeff Saturday and Matt Ryan and the rest of the Colts have. Uh, Cowboys Mike McCarthy laments overtime penalties, not fourth down calls. So the Cowboys had a chance to kick a field goal on fourth down last night. It's been a long field goal, uh, and they decided they decided not to do that. They decided to go for it on fourth down. And hand the Packers a ready-made win. Um, one of the worst games I think I've ever seen Dak Prescott play last night. Looked terrible. Yeah, thank you. Um, we, looked, we looked awful. Ruining my one of my locks of the week. Well, <laughs> Billy, you got at least you won one. I think you won one lock of the week this week. Um, I won a solid zero and three. Did you? Very, very solid zero and three. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I went zero and three. Um, so that was a that was a fan. We went a combined one and five this weekend on our locks of the week. So. Uh, not a good, not a good betting, not a good betting I got, weekend. I, I got the Tennessee Missouri right. Bingo! You hit that. Yep. Illinois um, didn't beat Purdue. Nope. Illinois lost. That's right. Dallas didn't cover. Um, I had LSU by three and a half. LSU won by three. I had Alabama and Old Miss over sixty four and a half. That did not go over. I don't believe. Uh, and I had Bears minus three versus the Detroit Lions, and the Bears lost despite a fantastic game from Justin Fields. Uh, so uh, combine one and five this weekend for our locks of the week. We'll, we'll try to do better this week, folks. Yeah, they Alabama and Ole Miss went 54 points. Dang gummit. Uh, Joel Embiid scores 59 as the masterful performance lifts the 76ers. So, you know, I was kind of saying you don't feel bad about letting Joel Embiid do what he does. He's one of the best in the uh, NBA at center. And last night he, he went for 54. So that was... And, I, you know, I hate Joel Embiid and the 76ers, but there was a nice moment of showmanship. Joel Embiid got a fast break. The game was in hand. The 76ers were going to win it. Joel Embiid got a fast break with, like, 10 seconds left in the game. And instead of going down there and dunking it for no reason whatsoever and going over 60, he, he just picked up the ball and just kind of stood there and let the clock run out. So I, I got to give props to Joel Embiid for that, man. That was a That was a very tasteful job by him yeah. as much as i hate the guy that was that was tasteful um and then last night anthony rumble johnson passed away after a lengthy illness i didn't know he was sick man this is a uh this is a legend in the mma world that guy was one of the most fun to watch fight in, in his prime that sucks man anytime you lose somebody as early as you do with with you know johnson that's that's terrible yeah, yeah that was I, I didn't know he was sick i saw i saw it yesterday and took me back i was like whoa anthony rumble johnson uh, Billy, and today in 1957, Milwaukee Brave Hank Aaron wins the NL MVP. Greatest of all time. Great, greatest to ever do it. Greatest to ever do it, and I will die on that hill. Absolutely greatest to ever do it. You got anything else to add today, man? Nope. All right, let's get out of here on a Monday. Everybody start your week off right, and we will see you tomorrow. Same time, same place. Shake your neighbors! Just shake them! Shake your neighbors!